Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 60 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? We've got a great episode for episode number 60. Uh, We're going to give our NFL picks and predictions for week 11, as we always do. And then talk mainly this episode about the MLB free agency and the free agents that are... um, Yet to sign with teams that we also have some pieces of news that uh, I think are warranted to be talked about. And then, yeah, we're going to give our, our top 10 uh, ish. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of free agents this year, but I'd say the top 10 biggest names we're going to give and our predictions and uh, where we see them heading. Uh, and then if we have time, uh, we, we might talk a little bit about the NBA, but uh, that is to be determined. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, before we get into it, again, follow us on all of our social medias. Head over to our Instagram at TWOS Podcast. Click the link in the bio, and every link should be found there. And if you're watching on YouTube, the links are down below. All right, let's jump right into it. After last week's uh, games, we are now, Logan, you are 95-54-1 because of the (laughs) damn Uh tie last week. Uh, After a 6-7-1 week for you last week. Uh, I wasn't much better. I was seven, six, and one. Uh, so you are 95, 54, and one. I am 98, 51, and one. It's been so, a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, for both of us. I mean, last three weeks for me, seven and eight, seven and seven, seven, six, and one. And last three weeks for you, six and nine, eight and six, six, seven, and one. So we got to get back on our, on our hot streak. The first, what does it look like? First six weeks, we... We had double-digit wins. Wow. Which, I mean, kind of comes with every team playing. No no bye weeks, but that's impressive. Uh, so let's get back to it this week. What do you say? Um, I hope so. And we're both off to a great start. We both picked the Patriots to beat the Falcons, and they just stomped on them. It wasn't close. Uh, the Patriots are looking scary. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. They, they are looking like a legitimate team in the AFC. Uh, which is like, come on. Like, and I think it just shows how good Bill Belichick is. And it's like, he couldn't, he couldn't be not a competitor for like more than two years. <laughs> yeah. And he got his quarterback and now he can literally do whatever he wants. So yeah, it, it feels different now that Brady's not there. Cause well, I mean, first of all, they're not the powerhouse that they are yet at least, but it looks like that could actually happen in a few years, but like, yeah, I mean, so the Patriots fans, like, I wanted to see you guys have at least a few down years, but hey, I mean, it's really impressive. Yeah, um, I had a feeling when they drafted Mac Jones that, I mean, I, I'm not saying I predicted Mac Jones to be the best quarterback in this draft class because I didn't, but I had a feeling when he fell the Patriots at 15, it was just that feeling that was like, oh, no, they might have gotten away with one there. Um, and it looks like Belichick got his guy that will work with him for however long he, he's with the Patriots. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. We have in Chicago, the Baltimore Ravens will take on the Bears. Um, I have the Ravens in this one. I don't, I don't think there's much to talk about necessarily. The Ravens are a good team. Um Except for last week when they lost to the Dolphins, which was just like we were watching that. that And it was just like, what is happening? They didn't look good. 
The Dolphins last week looked like the team we thought the Dolphins were going to be heading into this season. And I don't, I, I don't think it sticks because they, they have, what, two or three wins? But I think the Ravens get back on track against the Bears this week. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think the Bears are a very good te- team. They've had a couple of weeks where they're, you know, close in games, but it just doesn't seem like they're a team that's quite there yet defensively that they're they're pretty good, but I just don't think they're going to match up with the Ravens well. Yeah. Um, moving on to an NFC North matchup, we have the Green Bay Packers heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Who do you got in this one? I got the Packers again. I mean, I, I picked them most weeks just because they're such a talented team. Aaron Rodgers is back, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, even without them, I, him, I still think I picked them just because how good their team is. And the Vikings have been a little disappointing. Um, I just don't think they're going to match up. And I just think the Packers are a much better team. Um, but, hey, I mean, the Vikings have had some good weeks, so could be good. Yeah, the Vikings are 4-5, and five, but – I feel like in every game they've played, it's been like a really good game. Last week, they they upset the Chargers. Um, that was my like one good pick last week that I made. Um, and then the week before, they lost an overtime to the Ravens. They're playing good games against good teams. But I just think that this, this Packers team, I believe they're almost close to fully healthy again. Um, I think that they're the team to beat in the NFC right now. So uh, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Buffalo. Uh, the Colts are coming off of a 23 to 17 win over the Jaguars. Um, and the Bills are coming off of a massive win against Jets 45 to 17. I mean, the Bills are just one of the best teams in the league. Um, it's kind of crazy to look at the AFC East though, because the bills are six and three in first place and the Patriots are seven and four now because they've played one more game and also they haven't had their bye week yet. So the Patriots are right there with the bills. Like it's, it's kind of crazy, but I do think the bills are the better team. And I think, uh, the bills will come away with the win in this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, two weeks ago, the Bills had that disgusting loss to the Jaguars where they scored six points. They gave up nine and still lost. And then they came out the next week and absolutely destroyed. So I think that's the team that they are. And I just don't think the Colts they're, – they're obviously not a bad team. I just don't think the Colts can match up offensively with them. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Lions have been the worst team in the league this year, and I would go so far to say the Browns have been the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. Um, they're coming off of two, a very bad loss to the yeah. Patriots, 45-7. to seven. Uh, They are currently 5-5 five and five at the bottom of the AFC North, albeit it's a solid division. Um, but I think this is a get-right game. If there's ever going to be one, it's going to be this game where the Lions are – looks like they're going to be without Jared Goff. Um, you know more about this Browns team, but I- I've got Cleveland in this one. Yeah, I think the Browns don't have Baker Mayfield either. So Is he not playing? I, I don't think he practiced, so it's not looking good. Um, but even without the quarterbacks, I still feel like the Browns are probably going to win this one. If they don't, that's going to be absolutely terrible. Uh, this is a game that you definitely need to win. And the Lions are not 
I don't even know what the word is. They they tied, so they're not um, only losses, I guess. They're still winless, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a game you need to win. The Browns have dealt with injuries all season, but, I mean, so have a lot of other teams, so it's not really an excuse you can just keep making. Uh, but I just feel like they're still a much better team than a team that hasn't won yet. Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb will play on Sunday. There so. we go. It's a lot better than I thought. If, if if this Browns team can't win against a depleted Lions team, that that that's that's questions to have. But I do think the Browns come come out uh, in this one. A game that I think is going to be an interesting one is uh, the Carolina Panthers taking on the Washington Football Team. Uh, Carolina's kind of been in the news recently because he's back. Cam Newton is. <laughs> now the quarterback that of the awesome. Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm a fan of Cam Newton. Uh, he's fun to watch when he's playing like Cam Newton. I still think that 2015 MVP season from Cam Newton was one of the most fun seasons to watch in my lifetime as an NFL fan. Um, and he's been announced as the starter. Uh, both teams coming off of up, big upset victories. Uh, Panthers beat the Cardinals 34 to 10. The Cardinals did not have Kyler or DeAndre Hopkins. So there's that. But it's also not like the Cardinals were missing anybody on defense and the Panthers lit them up. And then the Washington football team came out and shocked the world and beat the Buccaneers 29 to 19. Pretty much shut down Tom Brady. Um, that defense played well. They did lose Chase Young for the rest of the season with a torn ACL, which is very unfortunate. Um, so I'm I'm super interested to watch this game and see how it plays out. Uh, who do you have in the Panthers-Washington game? Yeah, I got Washington winning this one, but I agree. I think this is going to be a really good one. Um, I was really impressed with both these teams last week. And Cam Newton, it's just, it, it is just so fun watching him back. Um, just on the Patriots, it did not it didn't even look right. Like it didn't look like he was supposed to be there. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I just got Washington on top for this one. They're a very confusing team. It can definitely go both ways, but I mean, defensively they're good. It sucks. They just lost chase young. So we'll see how they really react now, but I'm excited for this matchup. Yeah. I've got the Panthers in this one. I think, you know, in, in new England, Bill Belichick, tried to have Cam Newton run a Bill Belichick offense, and we know that that's not Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton runs a Cam Newton offense because there's really not many quarterbacks that can do what he does. Uh, and I think, you know, back in Carolina with a lot of the same kind of players around him that were there a couple years ago, I know it's not all the same, but there are a lot of familiar faces. I think he shows out. Uh, I have a prediction later, sneak peek. Um but I have the Panthers in this one. I think it's going to be a good game. I like it. Moving on to what I think is the lock of the week. The Tennessee Titans are taking on the Houston Texans. I've got the Titans in this one. And I am very impressed that the yeah. Tennessee Titans are still, I think, the team to beat in the AFC without Derrick Henry. Like, that, they're just putting – they just win football games. Like, it, no, no, nobody has to go out and have a massive day for the Titans to win a game. They're just – piecing things together and they're winning yeah and i saw something it's they have by far the easiest schedule remaining too they've played their tough matchups already and they still have this amazing record so i think they're going to be number one in the division the whole time or in the conference even i mean it, it's really impressive i mean 
we saw like everybody when Derrick Henry went down, you're like, all right, they're done. And they're not. So yeah, really impressive. And I obviously have them beating the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking ahead next week, it is Titans Patriots. Gonna be a good one, I think. Um, but back to this week. The 49ers are traveling down to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the Jaguars. Niners coming off of a big win against the Rams. Like they they just dominated 31 to 10. Like it it wasn't that close. Obviously, it was 31 to 10. Um, and the Jaguars aren't a good football team. I've got the 49ers. Yeah, I do too. I don't have a ton to add. Um, Trevor Lawrence is still getting used to the NFL. So, I mean, it's he's a rookie quarterback. You can't expect much when he's playing on a terrible team. I just think the 49ers are better. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the toilet bowl, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins taking on the New York Jets in New York. What do you got for this amazing matchup? I have the Jets in this one, actually. The Dolphins, the Dolphins have had some good weeks recently, but I, I don't like I really don't have much to say about this. I just thought I have to pick. I don't think I've ever picked the Jets so far. So I just <laughs> wanted to do it one week. You're going against the Dolphins. Uh, they're usually a really bad team. We'll see what happens. Who I don't even know who their quarterback is this week, to be honest with you. But yeah, because Tua was benched last week, but then he came in because Jacoby Brissett got hurt. Uh, I can look now, but none of these teams are in very good situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I it does look like Tua is going to start. Uh, I've already picked the Jets this week, this this year, <laughs> this year. So I'm done with that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Um, taking down the Jets. I think they're riding high after la- after last week against what a lot of people thought were an AFC favorite. And don't get me wrong, the Ravens definitely could still be one. But I think a lot of people reevaluated both the, both the Ravens and the Dolphins after last week's game. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think that that defense can do enough to a bad Jets op- offense. Um, moving on, the New Orleans Saints are heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Saints are current. They they lost to the Titans last. They're coming off back-to-back losses to the Falcons and the Titans. Um, They are currently second in the NFC South. They have a record of, wait for it, five and four. So Saints are all right. The Eagles are another team that is just like, they, they do well against bad teams. But against good teams, they're they're not they're not good. But we also don't know if the Saints are a good or a bad team. Uh, <laughs> I've got the Saints in this one. I just think that the Saints defense is good enough to hold Jalen Hurts somewhat in in check. And although that offense doesn't really have a solidified quarterback, I think it's it's good enough to get the job done against the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. I, this has been this is a tough matchup for me to decide just because. I feel like the Saints have been really down in the last couple of weeks. It's been kind of disappointing, um, which is what I thought they would be with all the injuries they've dealt with. But I I just feel like they're better than the Eagles. And it seems like every time I pick the Eagles after they've like won something and I feel like they're going to do better in the next week, it just doesn't work out. Um, So, yeah, I'm rocking with the Saints. I think they're going to get back on track. Breaking news about this game. Alvin Kamara is out. Uh, Does that change your pick? Honestly, yeah. I, yeah, it was that it was that close. I think I'm going to change it. All right, I'll stick with the Saints. Okay. Just so, that, so, so you've got Eagles. I've got Saints. No Alvin Kamara. Um, 
yeah, I, I understand why you would change it. Uh, he, he's kind of just like the lifeline of that offense at this point. But uh, I'll stick with the Saints. Moving on, we have the Cincinnati Bengals coming off of a bye week, traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who are coming off of a bad loss to the Chiefs. Um, the Bengals and Raiders are kind of in this similar situation this week where it's kind of like a win this week kind of keeps up hope when your season, whereas a loss, it doesn't put everything out of reach, but it's definitely not the direction you want to be headed. The Bengals before the bye week were blown out by the Browns, and then the Raiders obviously got blown out by the Chiefs last week. Because, I mean, I don't know. This game honestly could go either way, and it just feels like it's another season where the Raiders' season implodes halfway through. Um but I have faith that this isn't going to happen this year. I've got the Raiders. Okay. I, I would absolutely love for that to happen, um, but I am predicting the Bengals to win this one. I don't know. I, I, I think last week was more Patrick Mahomes just being Patrick Mahomes and the Raiders just actually being terrible. Um because defensively, like, I, I don't know. It, it's sometimes... When, yeah, when Patrick Mahomes is on, there's not much any defense can do. Yeah, Jackson Mahomes wasn't at the game. I, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals have been really good all year, and then they lose to the Browns really big, but I feel like that was kind of just one game. I don't think that's just them not figuring out anymore. Uh, but I do feel like this is a really close matchup. Um, two solid teams, not great teams, but solid teams. Um, so, yeah, it's one to look at. I just think the Bengals are going to be on top for this. Yeah. Uh, moving on to a <clears throat> another AFC West team. We were just talking about it. The Dallas Cowboys are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming off their best game of the season. And the Cowboys are, you know, they're, they've, they've done better than a lot of people have said they were going to. They, they, they lost to the Broncos two weeks ago, which was just weird. And they responded by just obliterating the Falcons by 40 points. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think it, if Mahomes keeps playing like he did last week um, and just the Cowboys offense keeps playing like the Cowboys offense, it's going to be a very good game. Uh, I think Dallas edges Kansas City in this one. So I've got the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I agree that this is going to be a shootout. I think I, I really want to – I'm interested to see how this game goes. Uh, I'm predicting Patrick Mahomes have a big game again. I Maybe he figured something out. Who knows? Um, but I got the Chiefs in this one. Uh, usually, I mean, it, it seems like a, it would be an easy pick if I saw this at the beginning of the season. But with how good the Cowboys have been and how disappointing the Chiefs have been, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be really good. Um, but we'll just see who if, – if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes like he usually is, just not this season, then I feel like they got it. Yeah, we've got a lot of differences this week. Gotta I like love it. it five so far um moving on uh i have uh, this is the nfc west matchup i have the arizona cardinals taking down the seattle seahawks russell wilson made his return last week and didn't look good they didn't score any points against the packers um and i think it's looking like kyler murray's looking good i don't know about deandre hopkins but i think as long as they get kyler murray back uh the cardinals will be all right against the seahawks so i've got arizona yeah i I agree. I think the Seahawks are just a much worse team than people thought. I mean, even with Russell Wilson, like the rest of the team just isn't very good. Uh, And yeah, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, it's a lot more interesting. But if it's looking like he's going to, I definitely got the Cardinals. 
Uh, yeah, moving on to the Sunday night football game. The Los Angeles Chargers are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you got in this one? I mean, the Steelers keep winning, which is really frustrating. Or tying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they don't. They, they, this is the Steelers that I, I thought I, were going to happen this year, or at least part of it is tying with the Lions. Like, if you're a team that can do that, then, I mean, I don't think you're that good. Uh, but then they keep beating teams. Um, but in this one, I'm going with the Chargers. I just feel like they're better. Uh, the only reason I would even consider the Steelers is just because their record, honestly. Like, I don't think they're as good as what their record is. Big Ben is not very good. Um, the Chargers have been really up up and down so far. They've had really good moments, um, but had some bad losses too. So we'll see. I, not a game that I'm super excited for, honestly. Um, but if the Chargers come out and offensively they're really good, then uh, maybe it could be fun. So. I'm rocking with the Chargers. I also have the Chargers in this one. Um, let's see. And we're back. There was a cut there, some technical difficulties. I don't know if we got it, but I also have the Chargers on in Sunday Night Football. I just think they're the better team. Uh, moving on to Monday Night Football, uh, another situation like that, in my opinion. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bounce back from two straight losses and take down the New York Giants. Uh, if the Bucks lose this one, they're in some serious trouble. Yeah, a really surprising <laughs> losses, in my opinion. Um, but they're going against the Giants, and it's Tom Brady. I don't think I have to say a lot more than that. Awesome. All right. Uh, those are our NFL Week 11 picks. We have quite a few differences. Uh, head on over to our Instagram to check out the post, and then you can comment what you think. Let's get into our bold predictions again to each, like always. Uh, my first bold prediction comes in the Cleveland Browns, the short Lions game, and it even adds fuel to my prediction that Jared Goff is out. I think that the Browns defense forces three turnovers on the Detroit Lions. It's a solid defense. Again, they got torched last week, but against bad teams, this defense should thrive. So I think the Browns uh, have three turnovers. Yeah, I like it. They have some games where they force a ton of turnovers and then some where they do nothing. Um, so it is pretty bold, but if you're going to do it against one team, it's the Lions. So. Um, my bold prediction comes in the Bengals-Raiders game. We're going with each other's favorite teams. I like it. I got Jamar Chase with 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big game in this one. Um, I feel like the Bengals usually put up a lot of points in really each week, and then maybe the Raiders will too. It could be a shootout. Um, but Jamar Chase has just been consistently so good. I think he still has one of the most touchdowns in the league. Um, so really impressive. I think he can have a big game in this one. And my second bold prediction, um, I hinted at it earlier. I think Cam Newton comes back strong in his uh, return as a starter and has three total touchdowns uh, in his uh, return to the starting role with the Panthers. Uh, I like it. I got another quarterback. I got Tom Brady, two losses in a row. I have him having a huge game. This could be a bad one because they could get up by a lot and just run the ball, but I have him going for four touchdowns, 400 yards. Yes, sir. Really big game, but hey, it's Tom Brady. But we know Brady when he's when he's mad or coming off of a loss, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't care about what the score is. <laughs> he will light you up. All right, that's what we got for the NFL this week. Let's move on to MLB. Before we get into our predictions for free agents, uh, just some pieces of news. Uh, starting off with the awards. The awards were announced this last week. 
Uh, the Cy Youngs were Robbie Ray and Corbin Burns. I don't have problems with that. The only thing is that Corbin Burns didn't pitch many innings this year. He was the best pitcher in baseball when he was out there, but I just think that the innings should have given him a bit more of a hit than it did, but I'm not mad at those picks. Yeah, I like it too. Some of these awards are just interesting how they are really perceived like over time because they definitely do change. Um, But stats like innings, like innings are a stat that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about at all. It's very important. It's it's a huge deal. Like it's an out, an inning is three outs. So it's, it's really impressive. Um, If you have more, it's like a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I think the winners are who should have won. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, and that goes into the same conversation we've had on this podcast about advanced stats are helpful, but we can't totally leave behind the the, the basic normal stats. Like they're yeah. still helpful stats. They're just not maybe they don't encapsulate everything. Yeah, there there are people who still claim Salvador Perez did not have a good year this year because his. <laughs> WRC plus wasn't high enough yeah, or something. Like, he had like bro, 45 home runs. He had 45 like, bombs and like a hundred plus RBIs. Like he had a good that's season. a good season. <laughs> um the MVPs. Uh Shohei Otani was the unanimous MVP. If you don't think he was the MVP, <laughs> you're wrong. You you don't you're wrong. Um, obviously, proven by voters, literally all of them voting for him. Uh, and then Bryce Harper won in the National League, which uh I am fully behind both of these mm-hmm. picks. I'm really, I mean, Shohei, we already knew. So it's right. like not something that I feel like is much more to talk about. It was just insanely impressive. But Bryce Harper, I'm so happy for him just because he's still getting overrated chance. He's still having things like he's, he's a two-time MVP now. You cannot call him overrated anymore. And he had a fantastic season. Yep. Uh, the rookie of the years. This is one of your predictions you got. Right. <laughs> uh, Randy Rosarena in the AL. Can't believe he was still a rookie. <laughs> it's his like fourth, his sixth season. His fourth year in the MLB. <laughs> um, Jonathan India won in the National League. Moose. Moose with the prediction. Uh, definitely well-deserved uh, for both of them. Yeah. I don't uh, have a ton to add, but. Yeah. And then the coaches of the year, uh, Kevin Cash and Max Kepler. Uh, those are both deserving. I mean, the Rays, <laughs> the Rays were really good this year, and the Giants surprised everybody. Yep. All right. Some more news. Um, just some free agency news before we get into our predictions for the guys that have not signed. Uh, the San Francisco Giants are reportedly eyeing Nicholas Castellanos. Um, I think that he is a great, a great kind of uh, backup plan if they don't end up getting Chris Bryant. Uh, I think it's just a, a great back. He's not as versatile. A uh, great bat. Sorry, he's not as versatile as as Bryant, but. I think another righty bat if they do lose Chris Bryant and Buster Posey would be huge for them. Yeah, I, I think he's still a little underrated just because he plays in Cincinnati and people don't really watch those games. But he's consistently been one of the best hitters in all of MLB. So it would be nice to see him on a contending team. Yeah. Um, Justin Verlander signed a one-year $25 million deal with the Houston Astros. I I saw this coming only because he hasn't pitched since 2019 and no other organization really knows what they're going to get out of him. So I'm sure not a lot of other teams gave him a lot more money than the Astros were willing to. Yeah, he got to. paid. Yeah, for, for, for not pitching in two years, yeah. he got a good amount of money for one year. Um, Brandon Belt is coming back to the Giants on a qualifying offer. 
Uh, I, I think most of us saw that coming. If not yeah. a qualifying offer, he was going to come back for not a lot of money. Uh, he's a giant. Yeah. Um, the Boston Red Sox are eyeing Javi Baez uh, in free agency, which would be interesting. Uh, I'm really interested to see what the Red Sox choose to do this year. They had a surprising season and then kind of petered off towards the end and then made a run in the playoffs. So they're kind of in this situation where they they have the freedom to choose which way they want to go. Going after Javi Baez would definitely be a sign that they're kind of all in for next year. Yeah, that would be a really interesting fit. I, I cannot picture him in a Red Sox uniform for some <laughs> reason, but I mean, you can call him overrated or whatever. He still produces, so yeah. we'll see. And then a pair of signings. Noah Syndergaard Thor is heading to <laughs> Los Angeles with the Angels for on a one-year $21 million deal. Again, it's a similar situation to Verlander. Uh, Syndergaard hasn't actually pitched a full season in two or three years. Um, but I do think it's a signing that the Angels needed to make. I think they needed to go out and get a veteran guy on their staff to kind of show that, hey, we're going to kind of try that like, like this off season to go out and get arms. Yeah. They desperately needed pitching. And when you have two guys who are like probably going to go into next season, being like one of the, one of the two favorites for MVPs, I, I guarantee they'll, they'll be the top two favorites. Yeah. You're not making the playoffs before then. Like you need to have a good season. And maybe this is a season where like, Hey, come here for a year. We'll pay you a lot. If it goes really well, then we'll give you a really big contract the next year. And I could see the angels doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something they definitely needed to do. And then Jose Barrios got his bag, signed a seven year, $130 million extension with the Blue Jays. Um, I like it for both sides. I think it's a, it's a team friendly deal in that, you know, he didn't, they didn't give him this $200 million contract and also it's extended over seven years. So it's a long time. Yeah. He's, He's found a home with the Blue Jays. I like the signing. It shows that, you know, they went out and traded for him midseason, and they're, they're kind of committed to keeping the core team together. Right. Um, all right. That, that's all the news uh, from the last week in terms of MLB, uh, free agency, and stuff like that. Let's get into our predictions. Um, we're just going to run through. We have 10 players here. Uh, we're going to go back and forth and give who we think is going to sign where this offseason. And let's start out with a guy we've already mentioned, with Javi Baez. He started the season with the Cubs and was traded midseason to the New York Mets. Who, where do you think Javi Baez will sign? Yeah, this is a boring one for me, but I feel like he could re-sign with the Cubs. Um, I think Cubs. a lot of them feel like there's unfinished business, obviously. There was a ton of injuries, which is kind of just... Wait, 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 wait. The Cubs? Sorry, not the Cubs, the Mets again. Okay, okay. my bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, the, the Mets were a team that we had a lot of high hopes for, and it just didn't work out. Uh, and Baez, his, he actually played pretty well on that team, um, and it seems like he's friends with a lot of the players. I know him and Frankie are pretty good friends. Um, so I, I don't think the fit was weird at all. It was just it didn't work out um, just that season. Um, so I feel like a lot of them want to run it back. They had players like Jacob deGrom who just – got hurt and right that's obviously their best player uh so yeah I, I could definitely see him resigning yeah i also have him resigning with the mets i think a lot of that comes with javi Baez is going to ask for a lot of money and i feel like one of the only teams that's going to be willing to give him that money is the mets so i think 
I think that team's going to run it back. And also I have a prediction that they're going to go out and get somebody else because they have money to spend. And so, they will spend it. And they will spend it. So Javi Baez the Mets is both of our predictions. Uh, moving on, Kevin Gosman had kind of a breakout year with the Giants. Uh, he was a Cy Young candidate for the first half of the season, kind of, you know, almost evened out towards the end of the year. But he's still a very valuable right-handed arm that I think is going to get a lot of money. And my prediction is that he's going to get a lot of money from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, we, we already talked about they're, gonna, they're going after pitching this offseason. They have the offensive pieces they need. They just need to go get arms. And I think Gosman fits right in there as a veteran guy that can give you a lot of innings. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought my, my prediction was him going to the Angels too. And I, I just I think the Angels are going to sign a pitcher to a big deal this this offseason. And I mean, I, I feel like it definitely could be him. His like he was not going to get very much money until last year. And he just yeah, he, he's going to get paid. So I'm really happy for him because that's what you do in a contract season. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to another starting pitcher. This one just won a Cy Young. So he definitely is in for some money. Uh, and that is Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays, or he played for the Toronto Blue Jays this past season. They brought him in on a very team-friendly contract, just kind of taking a shot on him almost. And it obviously definitely paid off and it's going to pay off for him. And he's going to get a lot of money from somewhere. Logan, where is he going to get money from? Yeah, we talked about this earlier where the Blue Jays have two guys that they're really focused on re-signing, and that's him and Simeon. And we both said it would probably be better if they give it to Robbie Ray just because that's what their team needs. And I don't think they're going to mess this up. I think they're going to give him a ton of money and he's going to re-sign with them. <clears throat> he was just so valuable to that team. Um, their offense is just insane. Um, they just really need pitching, and he gives them that. He's got, like, the most strikeouts per nine in – MLB history, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he resigns. All right. Uh, I also believe he resigns. Um, I just think they're committed to, to keeping the core team from last year together. They made a run and they're still mi- mostly young. Uh, so I think they're going to give money to their Cy Young. I think it's the only reasonable thing. And I think he wants to stay. I mean, uh, the, the culture at that in that team, you can tell it's very much like this is our time this year. Right. We're going to go out and get something. And they, they had 90 wins last year. They, didn't they make were the playoffs, so close to the playoffs. But they so had 90 wins. So yeah. there's, there's got to be that kind of motivation in the front office and with the players to kind of run it back almost. Right. Yeah. Uh, moving on to one of the uh, another one of the shortstops in this class that is just full. It's, it's full of a lot of shortstops. Um, and that is Trevor Story. Uh, he's kind of been stuck in Colorado for his whole career. Um, he had a down year last year in, in terms of Trevor Story numbers. Uh, I definitely am under the assumption that Trevor Story might be a bit overrated and has a bit of the Coors Field effect to his uh, career statistics. Now, that's not to say he's not going to be an above average shortstop really anywhere he goes. He's going to be. Um and my prediction is that he will sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Phillies are in the market for a shortstop. They have Didi, but I, I just think he's not going to be there for much longer. And if they bring in Trevor Story, he's obviously Didi could shift to second, whatever it may be. I think Trevor Story is the other star you could pair with Bryce Harper. Um, and I just like the fit in Philadelphia. And I think they're going to be a team that spends this offseason. 
Yeah, I, I would actually really like that team if he signed there. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Trevor Story to the Rangers things going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I could see it happening if the Rangers make a ton of moves, but I just don't think he would want to go to a team that is just also bad right now. Right. right. Um, and I mean, maybe, maybe they signed a bunch of people and that would change that. But the prediction I'm making is Trevor Story to the Yankees this mm. offseason. And the Yankees had... There was a report that came out where it said they're not going to want to spend money on a shortstop this offseason. I don't believe that, honestly. I I saw that report, and then I saw a report that said the two guys that are in on Corey Seager are the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yeah. (laughs) If you come to me and you say, like, the Dodgers or the Yankees aren't going to spend money, I just just don't believe you. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Trevor Story would want to go to a team that he knows is at least going to win some. And the Yankees didn't have a great season last year, but they have so much talent on that team. I think that's what he's missing. Um, I don't like the Yankees, so it's not something I'd want to see, but I think it could definitely happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have another guy going to the Yankees. We'll talk about Tim a little bit later. Uh, For now, let's talk about Chris Bryant. Kind of became the ultimate utility man for that Giants team that won 108 games this year. Uh, lost at the NLDS, but had kind of a miracle run. Nobody expected it. Um, where do you have Chris Bryant landing this offseason? Yeah, I could definitely see him re-signing, but for some reason it just doesn't seem like I, – I, this is completely my idea. It just doesn't seem like that's something that like he's talked about a ton, which is just weird to me. Um, the Giants are so talented. I mean, he could definitely do it again. Um, they had such an amazing year. I mean, he was a part of that. Um, but I like the report of him going to the Mets. Um, yeah. I think it would just be kind of fun, honestly. And they're going to dish out a ton of money and he's going to get it. He, he deserves a bunch of money. I mean, he's past his prime, but he's still such an amazing player. The Mets could definitely use a versatile guy like him. Offensively, he's so good. Defensively, you can put him in a lot of positions. Uh, and him and Javi Baez would be so fun. And, and even Anthony Rizzo in New York. I mean, those three guys, it, I feel like th- that's a trio that's going to be together for a long time just – in MLB fans heads. So I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I also have Chris Bryant going to the Mets. I think that new owner, it was kind of a wash year for them where they came in with high expectations. I think they're going to spend big. Um, I think they re-signed hobby buys and they bring in Chris Bryant and say, we're all in this year. Uh, yeah. I feel like they do I mean, that every year, but yeah, that's also feel like something we, we've said about the Mets for the past couple of seasons. Um, moving on to a guy who, uh, had a very, very good season, uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, and that's Marcus Simeon. He can play second, short, third, wherever you need on the infield. He's, he, he hits for power. He's, he, what was it? I think he set the record for most home runs by a second baseman. I think. Yeah. He's a second baseman, but he can play anywhere on the field. Um, and I think that, you know, the Blue Jays aren't going to have enough to to kind of go out. They extended Barrios, signed Robbie Ray, and then they have to look for the future. They're going to have to pay all those young guys as well. I think Marcus Simeon leaves Toronto, and I think he signs with the Seattle Mariners. Um, it's an exciting it's an exciting young team that I think is going to compete next year. Like that, they were good last year, and. Next year, they're going to call up some guys. They have one of the best, if not the best, farm systems in baseball. And I think bringing in a veteran in Marcus Simeon who can play anywhere in the infield and produce for your team. Obviously, we saw him do it last year. Uh, I think it's a perfect fit for Seattle. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I, I love this fit so much. I would love to see the Mariners make this move. They just want to make the playoffs. <laughs> I think their fans <laughs> have been missing out. I don't think I've, I was born last time they made it. 2001. Okay, so I, I was like <laughs> two months old probably. Um, it's just like I, I would love – I love the Mariners just because of how much of an underdog they have been all season. So many people were rooting for them. And this is just such a good fit. Just a guy like this that can come in. You know he's going to be so good offensively. He had such an amazing year. I would just love this to, to happen. And all the things that you said, basically, those were my ideas too. But it's just a great fit. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of the same ideas here. I like it. Um, now, this is an idea that I feel like everyone in the MLB community should and will have. Everybody on three. Freddie Freeman is signing with the one, two, three. Braves. It's <laughs> Not a question. Give him all the money he wants. He's your guy. He good won guy you. Fred. Good guy, Frederick. He won a World Series. He's the homegrown guy. There's. I don't see a world in which he doesn't resign with the Braves. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. I, if if he leaves, I I would bet so much money that he stays. That <laughs> like it's just I don't see this not happening. Yeah. Uh, he's also not the type of guy to like say, no. I'm going somewhere else for more money. Like, I feel it's, like even <laughs> even if they didn't give him as much money as, say, the Yankees, he's going to stay with the Braves. Yeah, he's a family guy. His family lives in Atlanta. Yeah. So, hey. Uh, moving on to our number three free agents, free agent, and that is Max Scherzer coming off of a, he finished, uh, did he finish second or second or third in Cy Young voting? Um Again, started the season with the Nationals, then was part of the big trade to the Dodgers. Pitched really well for them down the stretch. Kind of got caught up in – it wasn't injuries. He was just kind of very fatigued in the playoffs, and you could tell in some of the outings that he pitched, he just didn't have it. But based off the regular season production, he's still Max Scherzer, and he's still dominant. I think that he re-signs with the Dodgers. Um I think that they obviously have the money. That's never a question when you're talking about the Dodgers. But I think that one of the things that they want to do this offseason is make sure they have enough pitching because that's what really did it for them down the stretch this last year is they lost a lot of pitchers to injury and they ended up not having enough pitching. And obviously the Trevor Bauer situation didn't help. But I just think that that's going to be a goal of the offseason is to make sure they have enough starters and a deep enough rotation where they can last all season long. And I think Max Scherzer is a part of that for the Dodgers. Yeah. You obviously know more about the situation in LA than I do. Cause you're a Dodgers fan, but I just don't see an organization who's that well run messing up on a guy like Max Scherzer. Uh, I think they're going to give him a ton of money and I don't see why he would want to leave with how talented that team is. It's not like you're going to give up anything, but you're still going to have that starting rotation. You're, going to get everything that you can get there than anywhere else and you're going to be in LA it's going to be awesome so yeah I, I don't see him leaving to be honest yeah um all right speaking of the Dodgers uh our second best free agent is Corey Seager uh he's played for the Dodgers whole career kind of came up was drafted by the Dodgers what do you think happens this offseason with Corey Seager this was probably the hardest one for me just because I do think he's going to leave, but I honestly don't know where. Um, and I feel like if the Yankees don't get Trevor Story, well, I think they're going to want Seager more than Trevor Story, but I feel like that's going to be a harder one to land. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I'm going to go Yankees again. And You maybe- think they're going to sign both of them? <laughs> well, see, my, my idea is that they're going to get one of them and I'm going to be right on one. Um, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> but I just like I, I've I've seen him to the Cubs, but I other than the money, I don't really understand it. So maybe if you have that prediction, then that's that's different. Um, but hey, I, I got him to the maybe the Yankees spend a ton of money and get him also. We'll see. Uh, I have him going to the Yankees. Um, I think that they're <laughs> going to spend big. I think the Yankees really want a left-handed bat this offseason. Uh, Rizzo's a, Rizzo's a free agent. Um, we'll see what happens with him. But that's just a very right-handed heavy team in a ballpark that is very left-handed friendly. And I think Seager sees that. And he wants to go play over there. Um, but I honestly think that it's going to be Yankees or Dodgers for Corey Seager. Um, and I think it's going to come down to what type of contract he wants. Cause I definitely see the Yankees giving him the big kind of Bryce Harper type deal where it's 10 to 12 years for hundreds of millions of dollars. And, but I also could see the Dodgers coming in with two to three years, a hundred million kind of something like not two right. years, a hundred million, but like two years, 80 million, three years, a hundred million, something like that, that, it's just going to depend on what Seager wants in terms of a contract. Um, and I think he, he goes with the Yankees in and it sucks for me to say, but it's just what I see happening. Yeah. Do you think that like, I mean, he obviously knows that he's been injured a yeah. lot in his career. Do you think that has to do with something like if the Yankees offer him a really long-term contract, do you think that's going to maybe push oh, him to want to accept that? For sure. I think that's what goes and goes through every player's head when they're offered the kind of those two parallels, but yeah. especially for him, a guy who hasn't played a full season since I guess he played a full season in 2020, but before then I think it was 2018. Like if, if say you're, you're with the Dodgers for on a three-year contract and you're hurt for like a whole year out of one of those three years, you're not going to get a lot of money your next contract. So right. I think he takes that into account. I'm sure, I mean, Scott Boris is his, his agent. He's going to get him as much money as he can. So I think it just comes down to the Yankees will probably give him more security in the contract because they have less, less people that they're going to have to kind of pay in the future than the Dodgers do just with the way their organizations are configured. Um, I just think him to the Yankees makes more sense than the Dodgers trying to bring him back and then deal with everybody else next year or the year after. Right. But it'd be sad to see him go. Um, moving on to our final free agent, and that is Carlos Correa. I mean, this guy is just – he's very good at baseball, and I'm not a fan of his. Many people are not a fan of his. Um he won a platinum glove last year. He was probably the best consistently offensive shortstop in the MLB uh, last year in terms of power, in terms of everything kind of put together. He was just very good, uh, and he's going to get a lot of money. I don't see him re-signing with the Astros. I just think that they're the way they do their just organization, it's very interesting because they don't like – a lot of money contracts they kind of like elongated you get paid over the years that's kind of what they did for jose altuve and just like being that they haven't given correa money yet kind of shows that maybe they were never in it for the long haul with correa um i'm gonna go with a team that i bet you you picked as well because we've had the same team for like every single guy but i think he reunites with aj hints and hinch and signs with the detroit tigers a team that is not good now, but will be good in 
two years, three years, they're going to be good. They're very young and very promising team. They had a couple stretches last year where they looked like a good team. And bringing Correa kind of gives you that centerpiece to say, okay, this is our superstar to come up with all of our young guys. Yeah, I I do have the same pick. Um, I think this has been talked about for like half of the MLBs through like halfway through the MLB season. People were talking about this. It's really weird because it like Correa came out and said things were basically he was like, this is my last year with the Astros sort of. I mean, he didn't say that outright, but it kind of seemed like it. Um, And yeah, I I think Detroit's a perfect fit for him because we know he's been pretty sensitive about the topic of cheating and everything. And that's a big reason why people have really disliked him. Um, And I mean, Detroit is one of the most low key places you can go. Your manager is already there. Your manager that cheated with you. I mean, he's dealt with stuff. Like, honestly, I mean, they're, they're in it together. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Detroit has such a good future. They have so many young guys that this team is going to be really good. Like, it, it's it's pretty clear that they're going to be good in the future. And not so far, but bringing a guy like Correa is definitely going to speed up that process and help with the younger guys' development just because they can kind of just talk to a guy who's been there before. He's won a World Series. Uh, not without cheating, but still he's been there like <laughs> three or four times. Um, and yeah, I think it can help change the culture in a better way. Um, AJ Hinch is a really good manager. I mean, he, he, uh, he, he cheated to win the world series. Yes, but he managed those teams really well. Uh, and he managed the tigers really well. So I don't see how this fit wouldn't really work. And I, I just think it's kind of a done deal. It's weird that we're talking about a big free agency signing going to Detroit, but it seems like that's what's going to happen. We're seeing, I think this free agency pool is going to tell us a lot about the future of the MLB, Uh, especially if we see guys like Simeon go to the Mariners, Correa go to the Tigers, you know, Osmond go to the Angels, stuff like that. Robbie Ray re-signed with the Blue Jays. Like it's showing that these young teams are coming up and, some of the powerhouses may not be super powerhouses anymore. I think Astros losing Correa would be big. The Dodgers losing Seager and possibly multiple other free agents could be big. Like this offseason is going to be very important when it comes to kind of the future of the MLB and the MLB landscape. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we got. This was a kind of a, a long episode. We didn't get to talk a little bit any about NBA. Did you have anything that kind of you wanted to talk about or? Um, well, I feel like we don't have the time for it. I, I wanted to talk about MVP, but I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to change Curry and KD and maybe Jokic are kind of the front runners. In my opinion, they've all been amazing. Um, we can talk about it in a different episode, more in depth, but I, yeah, it, it's just been a fun season so far. Yeah, the Warriors look dangerous, and if they get Clay back somewhat healthy, <laughs> they're the they're the finals favorite, I think, right now. Yeah, um, it's crazy, <laughs> ridiculous. It's kind of like the Patriots in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all we got for you for this episode sixty. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we love you. Um, again, go ahead and comment comment to where you think Carlos Correa is going to sign, and I bet you it's the Tigers the Yankees or the Astros. Um, Anyways, uh, have a great day. And for for my co-host, Logan Ring, my name is Diego Sandoval, signing off. Signing off.